Hi, I'm Jen Schwartz. This is Think Fit, Be Fit. This podcast is all about not just doing fitness, but being fit. This is the lab of me, 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 Jen Schwartz. And I've been doing this fitness thing for a little while. Um, have been, I'm a natural athlete in many ways. And this really came to me as an idea because I want to encourage people to be curious and take educated guesses, take a little bit of risk and use common sense, uh, embrace while embracing self-improvement and curiosity. I'm going to start with this quote from Stephen Covey. Be patient with yourself. Self-growth is, ten- self-growth is tender. It's holy ground. There's no greater investment. This has been my currency for a while. As a fitness trainer, as being self-employed, as a muscle activation technique specialist, it's been my currency in many ways. It's my sweat equity. It's uh, something I'm counting on to bleed out uh, into your own enthusiasm for your body. That's the essence of this. So I want you to feel welcomed into self-experimentation. Uh, Tim Ferriss calls it a, a guinea. He's a, a guinea pig. Uh, in other realms of science and teaching, we call it an N1 study. N equals one. That's the population of one in this study. I want you to be open to change. I want you to leave what you think you know about fitness and come into the place where function is first. You're learning about your body. And that knowledge of physiology is going to transform your fitness. You're going to, ha- going to have crystal clear vision of what you want from your body. That is one of the it, mindset and having a vision is one of the biggest determinants of your success with improving your body. So why I'm embracing curiosity I'll tell you a little bit about what I experienced uh, and how my paradigm shifted. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about a few, uh, my own fitness training. And I think this, this, this show is going to evolve in a way that I'm going to highlight other people's workouts as well, but you're going to know what's going on with me and my body and what's changing week, month to month, week to week. So, um, my paradigm shifted when I was a young fitness trainer and I had just finished my soccer career. I had a couple pretty uh, big knee injuries. Um, by the time I was 19, I had had three knee surgeries and that's the norm now. But let me tell you, it's, it's not okay that we expect to have arthritis and pain in our 20s so that's you know that's a message that I teach to uh, a lot of young athletes here in Virginia Um, 
And it's a message that I want you to take from your own athletic experience or that if you're a new athlete, like if you're new to CrossFit um, and you think you're an athlete, um, you should know that athletic careers have an expiration date with pain at the end of that if you do not take care of your body. So um, when I was a young fitness trainer, I had been, I was in an environment and I just kept seeing people, the trainers, lying to their clients, straight up just saying whatever they wanted to hear to put money in their pocket. And that is most of what fitness is is people putting money in your pocket, in their pocket, because you don't know anything about your body. My podcast wants you to change that. So when I was going, you know, through that in my head and like seeing people um, being lied to every day and misinformed, for example, uh, there is a woman that trains Gwyneth Paltrow that is worth $110 million dollars. And she is not trained in any type of science, any type of physiology, and puts out and pukes out, I would love to curse right now, pukes out information that is wrong, harmful, and also very annoying. So (laughs) um, that is what fitness, consumer fitness is. Um, when, when I, and during this time in my life, I was also a bartender because that's how I grew up in a restaurant and that's how I learned how to make money. I was a bartender up until I was like 27, 28. And, uh, during that time I actually slipped and fell and retore a knee ligament that had already been fixed. And that really ticked me off because it had been fixed. I invested a ton of time and somebody else's money (laughs) into rehabbing that thing. Now, I found, I happened to find this girl at the gym. She's going to be on this podcast at some point. Her name is Ami. And she gave me an alternative. She said, okay, why don't we try this thing? I'm going to activate your muscles around your knee and your ankle. And... We're going to see if that helps you, you know, kind of do without surgery, do without a fourth surgery because you're 25. You don't need four surgeries from, you know, nothing congenitally wrong with me. Right. Um, And so she did that. And that was my first MAT session. And it was profound. It was a big step towards my own autonomy, my own unique voice and my own approach and autonomy is worth a lot. So all she did was fine tune my muscle system to fire better, fire stronger. And I got off her table after a few sessions, after the first session really, and said, oh my goodness, I am stronger right now than I was at 19 years old playing college soccer. And that was huge for me. So I said, I want to learn everything about this muscular system because all you did was tune it up a little bit for 60 minutes and you erased six, seven years of junk in my system and now I'm stronger. And like my doctor a few months later had said, oh gosh, you're two inches taller than the last time you were here. That is crazy. My posture was that bad because of my old knee injury and the 
cycles of inflammation and injury that I was walking around with. I got, I didn't get taller. I just had better posture from fine tuning my muscular system. So I've learned so much from the muscular system since then, listening to it, dissecting it, and watching it grow in myself and in others. I'm taking this grateful approach and it is allowing me to see the human body as the adapting machine that it is. And that's, that's why I'm here, is to give you the same autonomy. That's the paradigm shift. You need to stop looking up a list of exercise in your fitness magazines and start learning about your muscles and your physiology and your anatomy function first. So that brings me to like the next big thing about lab of me, this show, health span versus lifespan. Now, this is a, uh, a continuing, um, psych continuum of like improvement and looking about how well I can live, not how many years I can live. Our medical system is very focused on how many years someone can live. And they spend a lot of money to see how long you can live. They're not emphasizing quality. They're not emphasizing that drugs, pharmaceuticals can take away your autonomy and take away your ability to work out. Um, but health span is different from lifespan. It's different from the amount of years that you're living. You know, it's not just about a number. It's a way of being, thinking, and thriving. And that's what we're doing here. Lab of Me is about health span. And that exercise can be a major investment in your health span. Um, it's being passionate about the years that you live. So, uh, whew, glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, so with that said, I take a minimalist approach to exercise. I do what is necessary to elicit the biggest benefit possible. Now, um, minimalist approach doesn't mean I'm doing push-ups in the park with no equipment or I'm uh, encouraging you to, you know, take boot camp because it's $15. I'm encouraging a minimalist approach. It's, the, it's the approach that you would take to do the most with what you have, right? So that requires a little bit of, about learning about your body. For me, it's, you know, I took the knowledge that my ligaments and cartilage and my, both my knees are damaged. So as of right now, both of my, like, both of my ACL ligaments are torn in my knees. That has a lot of implications However, with this knowledge that I've gained through muscle uh, physiology, muscle anatomy, muscle activation techniques, neurodynamics, um, functional medicine, all these things that I have learned and that I continue to learn every day is um, contributes to the, you know, the programming, the design that, um, you know, the things that I need to do to stimulate the most to get the most out of my workouts. And that's where we need to be, especially after going into your 30s. 
recently I met with this aerospace engineer that was like working on this exercise piece of equipment. And he's also working with like George Washington Hospital because of osteoporosis. Now, osteoporosis, ladies, starts, uh, the bones start to like move in that direction at 25. So we need to be strengthening our muscles to the bone in our 20s. This is important. This is <laughs> um, exercise. And I I didn't know that before he told me that. And I've looked into it and I'm going to present some of that info on another show. But it is, it is fascinating stuff that m- the medical community is coming around and saying exercise is better than pharmaceuticals for osteoporosis and strengthening the bones. Um, <clears throat> so with the minimalist approach, uh, every... You know, one of the one of the big things is I don't have time to simply burn calories. Um, as I may have said before, that's a waste of time. Uh, precision is the goal. I don't have time or energy to waste on meaningless exercise. So meaningless exercise is just, you know, you don't have intention. You don't have a real goal. You're just going. Now, sometimes um, you can get away with a little bit of that. Like I sometimes I just I need a little bit of that for motivation, but it's only a little bit. It's not every single session. Uh, Again, precision is the goal. Powerful and potent exercise dosage answers these three questions. These questions. What is the intention and goal of every exercise? What capabilities does the person have or what do I have? So, you know, I'm a trainer, so I have to ask that question. Do I own or control the required motions of the exercise that I'm about to do? And that's a technique that I call the safe zone. And we'll, you know, I'm definitely going to offer that to you at some point. And what can I tolerate that day? That's such an important question. You need to know like what you can tolerate the day of your exercise because sometimes exercise is the thing that's going to put you over the edge because you're too stressed out and you just need gentle exercise that day I had my whole last week was like that last week and I really stuck to um just doing isometrics and isometric based exercise I had one day where I hit my squats um, my heavy front squats And it felt great, but I only did it once and I wasn't worried about it because I knew that my nervous system needed um, a little bit more gentle approach. So you got to be able to answer those questions. What's the goal? What do you have that day? What do you own? What do you control? And what can you tolerate? Um, Exercise progression, it might look like this for me isometrics movement acquisition. So meaning like I learn the movement that I'm about to do and I focus on that movement and then a shift towards something more dynamic and challenging. Uh, Some days I'm ready for dynamic and challenging. I can do it right away. Uh, Other days I'm not. So uh, this is kind of an intro into this thought process and I want you to embrace this curiosity and this like asking questions of your exercise and that it doesn't have to be exhausting because I've already figured it out. Believe me, I've had completely exhausting exercise regimens in my past and I'm referring to something mentally and physically. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, okay, so my regimen is now 
it requires, um, I have to make sure that I'm rested for my clients because my, my work is physical and I'm on my feet. And, uh, I also have to make sure that, um, I guess that's it. And that I have enough food for all that activity. Uh, that's really important to me. Um, okay. And the thing that I'm trying to sell you on, the thing that I need you to buy into is that experiencing exercise and strength that is connected to healthy intention and like really quality movement, like you own, you can, you can do it and you can tolerate it is beyond, um, you know, just quote unquote doing it as Nike would say, you know, you're moving with intention and you have a goal, you have a vision. Um, I actually, I do offer a, uh, a, like a vision type of quest for, uh, exercise and fitness and like goal setting, really specific goal setting, uh, that can help with this part of it that can just make your exercise, uh, more transformational. But here's what I'm doing on a regular basis right now. Um, I'm so, uh, I've got some great people around me and I'm not afraid to use them. So I have a Pilates instructor and then I have a weightlifting coach. And then I also have this great studio down the street from my house. And then I work at a little boutique gym. So I've got all these great tools. Um, My Pilates regimen is so fun. Um, And I use the reformer. We use the Cadillac. We use the barrel. We use... Oh gosh, the Wanda chair and like maybe one other thing. But, uh, and then, so what my main, the main goal for what I'm hoping that transfers from my Pilates is over to my Olympic weightlifting and over to just overall being like a dominant strength in general. And then, so our main, you know, requirement for Pilates is consciously learning how to use all 29 muscles of the core. Most people think it's six. It's not. (laughs) It is 29 muscles. As far as athleticism, like I want to transfer, it's going to heighten my coordination, balance strength, and sharpen focus. Oh my goodness, does it sharpen your focus. Another benefit that I love of the Pilates reformer stuff is the footwork. You can really strengthen your feet in Pilates. Uh, Not a lot of people know that. Um, specifically what I want to transfer from Pilates to overall goals is control the rib cage and, uh, making my hips more flexible for catching the weight that I use for Olympic weightlifting. Um, now I also, uh, now that I'm, I've been doing Pilates and learning a lot about it, I find most core exercises in general, like really inefficient and like kind of useless. So, Um, I've developed like, you know, a really nice core program that I plan to sell online and it's, you know, it's got all the goodies. It's got like, uh, control, stability and, uh, flexibility, like all wrapped up in there. And it really gets at some, uh, really deep muscles without, you know, the expensive Pilates equipment. Um, but I've learned that through my own uh, anatomy knowledge and through the motion and the movements that I learned with this instructor. Um, It feels good. 
also as like big time. My favorite thing is this yummy stretch that you get on the Cadillac with the push bar. It's called the Tower. It is so yummy. I cannot. Ugh. And, and I don't have the words. They're beyond me right now <laughs> how good this feels, but uh, love it. Um, then my other part of my week is Olympic weightlifting. So I go to the gym and I get instruction on my form and how to basically uh, catch all the weight, accelerate, and control. Now, Olympic weightlifting is really cool, especially with an athletic background. And that's what makes me so excited to work out is that I can still get this inner athlete out even though I'm 36 and uh, it, it feels like I can be athletic even though I have like these knee underlying issues. I don't have any pain and uh, I'm getting a lot. So it's this major orchestration of power, control, and strength. That is the best way I can say that Olympic weightlifting, I don't plan on competing or anything like that, but I plan on using these techniques for lifting heavy to make my workouts perfectly challenged. challenging. I want to continue to build muscle until I'm like 85 years old. And this is one of the foundations that I plan to have for a long time. So, uh, and then outside of that, I might do one day of heavy lifting, heavy squats, um, another day of somewhat heavy deadlifting, uh, moderate, like, a, like an eight rep range, and um, a lot of like isolated machines inside of that. I, um, I really do enjoy selectorized machines, uh, Cybex, Nautilus. Uh, it, it, it's just being able to focus and be precise on, on a group of an area of muscles at once has a ton of benefits that I think are overlooked all the time. And most of my clients know that. Uh, but I want you all to know that it's, it definitely has a place and it can definitely teach you a lot about mind to muscle connection and a lot about getting stronger. Um, you know, just from one workout, you can get so much out of it by using like selectorized machines. So takeaway today, be kind to yourself with your self-improvement. Um, get curious, ask questions and with this information from function first and like anatomy in general, ask good questions. And if I dare say, maybe you can even win a couple arguments with some basic trainers because there's a lot of them out there. Um, and then the other takeaway is don't be afraid to experiment. It's your body. It's your life. And, you know, there's a lot to trusting your gut, but the... What my hope is for this show is that you come away after listening to several of them and maybe working with me offline um, is that you have probabilities. You understand, okay, this could probably work for me because of A, B, and C. So you're like building an argument for like how good or bad this exercise could be for you. So it's all about being an educated consumer, a smarter consumer, and not letting these people in the gyms and online and like the fitness, you know, whatever. It's not about them lying to you anymore. You're here to learn about your body and 
and you're going to think about fitness in a different way. And therefore you're going to like transform and really be fit and know that you're fit. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and comment, like, dislike, Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.